20 square box. Blocks. Blocks. 20 square blocks. Square. Lily May Martin is a visual artist who was born in Melbourne and grew up one street across from where I lived in Brunswick for several years. We both attended the VCA at the same time and we had the same favourite coffee shop. Yet we never met until now. Okay, I'm recording. Uh, how would you describe your art? As in technically or? Or? Well, it depends on the context who okay. I'm talking to. But I mainly explain to people that I do figurative art, mostly figurative art. But since I've been living out this way, so I moved from Melbourne to the country to Beaufort. And then I started doing more landscape drawings. And then to Ballarat. Okay. Yeah. But I still do both because why not have both? Just sure. they rarely ever meet. So what's the technical version of it? Oh, yes. Um, I like to draw. I like to draw in pen. Um, so I draw in pen on paper mostly, but I also no, I don't discriminate. I like watercolour as well. I like oil painting, but at the moment I don't have access to a studio space, so I'm not working with those because I work with a lot of chemicals and you can't have chemicals in the house. Fair enough. Dangerous chemicals. Da- yeah, you know, like some of the um, – my favourite – series of paints to use they have lead white and things like that and then the cleaning up stuff is all quite toxic and yeah right but it's fine for you what do you mean <laughs> i like it yeah i mean the, the 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 toxins oh i don't like i care about my mum and my kid so i don't want to poison them so <laughs> doesn't lead reduce the brain's capacity to do things Probably, but Isn't there a, there, there, I wear gloves a, and things. I try to be sensible about it. I just, I'm happy to take that risk. I'm not exposing others to it. Ah, because it does lower IQ. That explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd check into that if you're going back into that again. <laughs> so since coming to the country, you now do landscapes, which yeah. you didn't do in the city? No, no, I didn't really. Um, I just want to draw. So I'm not going to discriminate on the content, but um, since I had my daughter, I started doing a lot more sort of what I call documentary drawing. So drawing a lot of the stuff that's around me. So, you know, like I have currently a massive collection of drawings of hand sanitizers that I've done. But like back then when I had my kid, it was just like the parks or baby stuff or whatever. And sometimes the baby. And then when we were living in the country, that's when I started trying to draw the landscape. I just always had in my mind, I'm a figurative artist. That's what I do. I can't do the other stuff. And then I just started because it was around me. We were on 20 acres and the backyard was like the state forest. So I just started doing it and got really, really lost in it. So I get a bit fixated on different things to draw. That's why I commit to them for so long. This was in Beaufort? Yeah, just outside of Beaufort. So what would happen when you get fixated? What do you mean exactly? Well, I get large pieces of paper and I will um, work on something just solidly, like it's tiny, tiny lines for for ages. And you're using? Fine liner pens. Fine liner pens. And I do like a bunch of preparation sketches before working on a final piece as well. So it's just a constant act of making, I think. Then what happens to them? 
do you sell them in art galleries or? Mm, so, I have a gallery that sells my work in Melbourne, a commercial nice. gallery, and um, really good galleries. So Is that hard lucky. to get, by the way? Oh yeah, because I yeah, imagine yeah. there's a lot of artists I know, but no, none of yeah. them have galleries attached to work. They there's do. all different ways you can be an artist, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this gallery that I'm very, I love the way that they they do things. I love a lot of the artists on there. Um, books so um, I'm quite happy with that arrangement so I do the work and then if they really like the pieces they take them and exhibit Mm -hmm. them right yeah and they sell my work for me and things like that as well um now could you actually survive on the income no okay (laughs) (laughs) no not at all no <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. But I think the state of the arts is a problem, obviously. And in sort of financial support and the grant pool and all of that is just so small and it's so, there's a lot of bias in it. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not impressed. I can't be bothered with it anymore. Yeah. So. I kind of – it took me a while to sort of accept it, not take it personally and just move on and just – Yeah. They yeah. seem to give money to people who are already established or people that tick certain boxes. Yeah, tick certain boxes, know certain people. So I, um, I've i stopped sort of killing myself over filling out applications and, and trying to go for things that I'm never going to get. And plus, I, I'm kind of my art yeah. kind of sits in a space where I'm not going to be marketable. You know, they're not going to put my artwork on a banner in the middle of somewhere. You know. Yes. Have you ever received something that says, "Dear Lily, the competition was very competitive, <laughs> and we had an overwhelming response." Yeah. Do you scan automatically and look and just see that word? Unfortunately, mm-hmm. with the arts also. Sometimes they don't even bother doing that. Why? There's no duty of care or respect. It's rude. It's rude. It's beyond rude. I mean, because you take out time to feel that often these things, competitions or grants, want you to make specific work just for that thing that you have to pay for the the, – Oh, and the, the people to judge your work. Yeah, you've got to pay them to do that and then you don't even get an email or anything. You see the exhibition or the grant round being right. announced and yeah. your name's not on it. That's how you know. Have you ever got close to getting a grant? I won a scholarship yeah, at the end of ACA. You've won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm talking like in the context of it sounds really impressive and it was bloody great, and I'm not <laughs> dissing it or anything. But if you look at the span of a of an art career, there's only so much that that's mm-hmm. going to cover. Yeah. What was that scholarship? I won a travelling scholarship, Lionel Gel travelling scholarship from VCA. I'd never been overseas. Right. Okay. At nice. that point, and so I applied for the travel scholarship. I was one of the only artists at the time at VCA working in portraiture and traditional figurative sort of work and that's what it was asking for as well. That helped you? It really helped me. It was like, wow, you know, this is the first time it's worked to my advantage. So you're in a pool of one. <laughs> probably. No, I, th- I think other people applied as well and there were probably other people sort of doing figurative work but it was like frowned upon at the time a bit. Well, oh, really? felt what, like what it was. What was frowned upon? Um, a lot of work seems to need to contemporary 
work needs to be conceptual or right. um, installation or, you know, and I'm like, I just want pen on paper, paint on a surface. It's more sort of, you know, ethereal um, objects or um, I've really lost you, haven't I? I am lost. Start again. Do you know Acker? No. The Australian Centre for Contemporary Art? Oh, that big steel building. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been in there? No. Okay. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) There's a disconnect here. That's all right. It's it's sort of... um... It's too far from VCA when I was there. Oh, come on. (laughs) You could see it from there, right? There was a sign that said modern art. Yeah. So I said, that is a building. I'm not going in. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's had exhibition today, funky move. And it was like, okay, yep, I'm not going in there. Yep, fair. Fair enough. Do you go to the National Gallery of Victoria? Yep. Okay. What have you seen there? Weddings. Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. No. (laughs) Uh, Have I ever gone there to look at artwork, you're asking? (laughs) No. (laughs) I don't really know how to explain it. Do you know Patricia Piccinini? I know Piccini. (laughs) Oh, jeez. We're going well. <laughs> oh, I went to the Louvre once. Did you? <laughs> did you go and try and see Mona? Oh, the, um, came across it during the yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Came across it or the, like the swamp of people around it. The swamp and of people around it. And then it was like it. you could see like a tip. You could probably like see the top of her head oh, under the bulletproof glass with all the reflection. And, and there wasn't all that. Is you could walk to the front fairly easily. Oh, no. And uh, I got to look at it, you know, with the little... It's wild, it. though, don't you yeah. think? What kind of world do we live in? That everyone wanted to see it. No, that that like there's this famous painting. It's nice, and yeah, it's fairly nice. It's, it's well it, done. It's yeah, good on you, mate. <laughs> but like, it's behind bulletproof glass, That's right? What? And then you're not even allowed to even go close to it. And there's security. I thought I was at a gig, you know, not in an art gallery looking <laughs> hey, at the Mona Lisa. How close did you get? So you were like, you could never see. You I kind of gave up. Wow. To be honest. I wanted to be there for the experience to be like, yep. yeah, I've been there. Okay. You know, bucket list sort of thing. But I, it's not the be all and end all. Oh, all right. Okay. I went to um, a different art gallery and saw a beautiful painting. And that was, yep. yeah. Yeah. And so what, what's this piece of work that you really liked? It's called The Origin of the Universe. Ooh. And it's a small, it's a modest painting. Yep. And it's just of a lady's vagina. Oh, that's the origin of the universe. And it's, it's so beautiful. Okay, so what about that was striking? Well, obviously for the time that it was made, it was 18-something, the cropping of it was really interesting. So I guess that the, the cropping to me, that indicates – to me, the sort of um, photography coming into our visual thinking. Is this photography? No, it's not photography. And I think it might have informed how this gentleman, Gustav, did the painting. But then, yeah, it's just a beautiful, it's just a beautiful painting. Right. That, to me, was um, a great experience. Right. Are we talking, there's something very, okay, the cropping was the interesting thing. Oh, and the content. Okay, was it? Is it a lifelike picture or is it quite conceptual? It's lifelike, but it's very. It's not. You know how we do photorealism now, mm-hmm. which is not a style I like. Um, it's it's 
lifelike, but it's very painterly. It's beautiful. Sounds like it would fit in Mona. I've never been there. Can you believe well, that? Well, I have because I'm interested in modern art. <laughs> and you're referring to the wall of vaginas, right? Uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, I know many of people who did that, contributed oh, right. to that. Right, that is, that's a very strange I wall. Go, oh, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where you can identify your friends. Some of them. <laughs> Mine is good. You should actually check it out at some point. I really want to go there, yes. It's something to look forward to. You've been to Tassie? I've only been to Western Tasmania, actually. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, Whereabouts in Western Tassie? Queenstown. <laughs> Sorry. <What? laughs> Queenstown? Yeah. You must have been going to see somebody. So, in Queenstown, Tasmania, there's a place called Q-Bank, which is an old bank right. in the main... Yeah, so you were going for a specific purpose. And they do artist residencies. Ah, right. So, the point was to just be there and make a body of work and have a little exhibition at the end. And I went there for that and I just completely fell in love with the place. Um, it's probably one of the best experiences of my life, so... I am definitely one of those people that's like, I understand why people go, I'm just going to move to Tasmania. That's it. I'm off. Queenstown is probably at the bottom of places to visit as far as beauty goes. Yes. Very different. It's very different. I think at one stage it would have been very nice. Oh, yeah. But after they cut down all the trees. After they made it look like Mars. It kind of lost the appeal. Really? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, famously they have the football oval. Mm-hmm. which is gravel, mm-hmm. and the sign Queenstown made of iron that you can put your head through and pose for a photo. I did not do that, <laughs> but I went around and I drew a lot. Um, so there's no way of getting into Queenstown unless you drive, mm-hmm. and at that point I didn't drive. And there's a bus that would come and get you from Burnley on Tuesdays and Fridays. It's a long way away from Queenstown, right? Yeah, but that's where the plane comes in, the little mm-hmm. terrifying rickety plane. <laughs> It's terrifying. Was it a Rex plane? It was a Rex. <laughs> God bless Rex. Yes. I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. I'm going to this artist residency. Is it worth my life? Turns out it was. Okay. <laughs> so now you're doing your Bachelor of Nursing. What's it, what's taking you down that road? I um I like doing art, and mm-hmm. it's always been a thing that I'll do. But it's um all my practice is sort of informed by stuff outside of the arts, and I I mean I don't know how anyone ever really feels, but I just don't feel like I fit in the art world, and there, there was just something really lacking in my life. And I have a big interest in care and um, I have a bit of experience with situations that family members have been in and friends have been in and it just sort of made me realise that it was kind of, this sounds so naff, but I kind of felt like it was a calling. Mm -hmm. So when we moved up to Beaufort, we moved up there because we had a family member dying and um, they wanted to live out their last months, weeks, days in their home. So to enable that, we moved up there to support that. But that became, that that was a time I found it really tricky because my documentary drawing was explicit. You know, this is 
who I am or this is who this person is. And when you're dearly caring for somebody, that's their story. That's not your story. So I really had to find a different way of making my work. And that's when I started the landscapes and sort of processing all the grief and, you know, watching the end of life and reflecting a lot about how caring for someone who's... I didn't do the active caring. I was just sort of there to enable that. That um, caring for somebody dying is so much like caring for a newborn. So I started thinking a lot about um, seeing people in and seeing people out of the world. And that's when I decided I wanted to do palliative care as well as landscape drawing. <laughs> so, yeah. Was that reflected in landscape drawing as well? There's a lot of grief in those those drawings. If I look at them, I, I sort of go, there's a series, they're called um, Waterloo drawings. So we lived near there. Um, and yeah, there's there's a when I look at them, I can see that there's a real sort of heavy hauntedness to them. Could you draw those same landscapes without that haunting feeling? Oh yeah, of mm. course. You know when you're yeah. uh, that's what I like so much about drawing. I mean, with the documentary drawing, you know, why am I not sitting there just taking photos of everything? It's because when you're drawing, when I'm drawing something. It brings in the mood. It brings in what's going on around you. So there's, when I look back on those sketches, it brings back certain memories to me that a photograph wouldn't. So in the way as much as why have I chosen to draw that particular thing like that? So I still do landscape drawings, but they've got different meanings and different feelings because they're about different things. Thanks to my guest, Lily Mae Mung, who lives seven blocks to the north of me. If you would like to see some of her work, and I highly recommend that you do, go to her website at lilymaymartin.com. And Lily has one L. Yes, Lily has one L and May has an E. And Martin is spelt correctly. Correctly? <laughs> That's spelt like how Ricky Martin spells it and Ray Martin spells it. And um, is there a Dean Martin? There's a Dean Martin. Yeah, he'll go. And thank you for listening to the show. Please do all the things that help podcasts. Like, review, and most importantly, tell somebody you know who might like this. Thanks to Ryan for the music. Check out his other works at virtuallyryan.com. Extra material written by Anne Murison. The logo is designed by Chris Frith. Editing by the irreflective Ricky Cheno. And thanks to Hate Studios for the use of their studios. I'm Ben Plaza, and this is 20 Square Blocks.